Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 312, recorded live on Sunday, June 16th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who might know what's up, Dave Play. Hi. The man who's got a secret, Andy Lowe. Hi. I might know what's up. You might you know what's up. Yes. Something is different. Something is different. Well, your your sound has been different. You've been much quieter. You're pretty much on the head with that one. Which means you've either got a new microphone or a new computer. No on the computer. Okay. But new microphone. Yes. I was wondering. You don't typically start with, okay, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Right. So new microphone. Yes. Nice. Does this mean that you can start actually chatting with us when we do things on Mumble? I always could chat with you if you did things on Mumble. That was not an issue of a microphone. <laughs> that is the, the issue, issue of sharing a space. Yes. Yeah. With my computer literally being in the middle of the, well, not the middle, middle of the room, but in a very centralized location. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why the new mic? Kate got it for me for my anniversary. Aww. Wait, that was like three weeks ago. I know. I finally got it hooked up. <laughs> Andy. Andy. Okay. Well, very nice. Very Actually, nice. it was three weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, I finally got it hooked up. Okay. <laughs> so it's an actual mic. Um, I'm running it through USB right now, but it's also got an XLR connection. So in the future, if I ever actually get a mixer going, yeah, can run it through that. Okay. XLR is like that giant fat cable thing, I yes. assume. It's the that standard. You see on microphones. Yeah. That standard microphone connection. That's the three prong sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I also um, have a pop filter set nice. up for it. And it's also your, on its your own. These are not much nicer now. I, I can hear that. It's also on its own uh, adjustable mic stand. Ooh, spiffy. So I can actually move it around and keep my hands free and not have to worry about the headset. <sighs> very nice. Very, very nice. I've been noticing this, though, because I've got my monitor on an adjustable arm. I've mm. got this microphone on an adjustable arm. But the table we're using is a uh, folding table we got from Myers, and it's got a plastic top. yeah. So when you're trying to clamp down these arms to the table... They, like, chew into the top? Yeah, I've got them actually sitting right now on a steel plate I picked up at Home Depot. Yeah, because you don't want it to chew into the top. It's interesting. Hold on, I had to move my laptop for a second there. I think I might have to adjust this arm, but I'll do it after the show. Okay. How was your week, Andy? It was good. It was good? Do anything fun? No. Nothing. Let's see. I went up to the TV station on Monday. I worked. To, oh, I went out with to dinner with my parents on Tuesday. Cool. Very cool. Kind of an early Father's Day thing or just you were in town or they were in town? Um, they were passing through and so it was going to be an anniversary dinner, but Kate wasn't able to make it. So I decided Ooh. to turn it into an early Father's Day. Okay. That way I didn't have to head over this weekend. Very they were, nice. They were already here, so... Yeah, no, it makes sense. All right. Yeah, beyond that, um, yeah, movies, nothing. games. Uh, we saw Epic yesterday. Cool. What'd you think? It's interesting. Yeah, I, I I heard they uh they were shooting a movie with real dinosaurs. 
How the hell did you hear about this? <laughs> Andy, how do I hear about anything? <laughs> okay, so for those who don't already know, there was a preview for this Walking with the Dinosaurs movie or something like that before. And after the preview happened, I turned to Kate and I go, are those real dinosaurs? <laughs> Andy, like, what... What were you trying to say? What I was trying to ask was the fact that the the name for these dinosaurs was a, a species that I did not recognize. <laughs> oh god! So I was trying to um, were those actual like oh god, Andy? <laughs> yes, that's what I literally those asked. Real dinosaurs? Was, are those real dinosaurs? <laughs> but I was just trying to see if they were a real dinosaur, i.e., a Stegosaurus. Or a fake dinosaur, i.e. you all can suck it, Saurus. <laughs> was that a dinosaur that at one point actually would have existed? Yes. Or was that a frickin' character or are those on the up? Flintstones? Are those made-up dinosaurs? You see, there are some times where I speak and it doesn't come out right. But everybody listening should probably know this by now. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, that's a good one. That's a keeper. Are those real dinosaurs? Which then prompted and texted, I think, almost everybody. Pretty darn close. <laughs> so I know when I get a, a text out of Kate that's like, so do you want to get a rise out of Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> so if we hurry this up and record, yeah. um, okay, I can either go and see Fast and Furious or Now You See Me today. Why, why would you go see Fast and Furious? Because I like those movies. You know I'm what? a no. car person. No, Andy, I saw, the, I saw like a five-minute sneak peek. Yeah, so did I. It was bad. It's, it's a fun movie. No, no, it's not. No, don't. Why would you give them your money? Do you remember the time where I just talked about sometimes you just want to go to the movie and shut your brain off? There are better movies to shut your brain off with. I'm sorry, but I'm, I want to go see it. I've seen all of them up to this point. You're a terrible person. <laughs> because there are movies that are bad that I like? Yeah. It's a horrible reason to be a bad person. Okay. So anyway, E3. You're just dropping that argument? Yeah. Because I think you now owe me two dinners and I owe you one. Oh? I think. So, E3. Wait, how do you you owe me one? Uh, because I didn't see any news about Valve. Oh, the Steam box. There you go. Yeah, was Valve at E3? Was They had to be there. Was anything PC related at three at E3? Not much. The focus was entirely on the three six not the three sixty, wow. On Microsoft and the PS4 and Sony. Heck, even the Xbox One demos? For it to actually played on uh, PCs. Did you hear about that controversy or no? That they were played on like laptops. No, they were uh, desktops hidden in case uh, con- uh, cupboards underneath the the screens. Yeah, and that's what the the Xbox One hardware was being run on was actual PCs rather than the actual Xbox One hardware. Well, I mean that's actually pretty typical for a show like this. People were trying to make a hoopla about it though, just because everybody just wanted to pile on Microsoft. Yep. So the the declared winner of E3 this year is Sony. Oh yeah. I'm not sure I agree with that, 
100%. I, I think that there actually wasn't as much a clear winner. I think Sony is definitely capable of, uh, well, shall I just say, Andy and I will probably have future installments this year of how did Sony fuck this up? Yeah, it's, it's the classic. How did Sony right, this right, week? Right. Uh, you know, everyone seems to free, everyone's going like, oh, you know, it's the underdog and they finally came back. And like, Sony was never the underdog. Sony treated you all like shit. You all left. That's why Sony was the underdog. Everyone hated it and left. So I no, certainly Microsoft had a very poor showing. Uh, their entire PR staff needs to be retrained. And someone needs to sit down with half of their executives and say, you guys are being stupid. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, they could have gotten away with no used games. They could have done it, and they didn't, and they screwed it up. And then having what's-his-name come out and say, oh, you can't connect to the internet every day. Well, we've got a system for you. It's called the 360. Oh. That was stupid. What I loved, though, was the fact that um, Major Nelson did a, uh interview with Reddit, where yeah. basically people on Reddit submitted questions and somebody asked... Major Nelson about him. One of the first questions asked was, "What's going to happen at the end of life of the Xbox One?" Right. Where are my games going to go? Yeah. And he's like, "We're not thinking about that right now. We're just trying to get it out the door." Yeah. See, that's a problem. <laughs> you have to be thinking about that. If you're think, if you're basically making something this draconian, you, you have to think of an exit strategy. Yeah. Of course. Tell that to most MMOs. True. Most what happens when, when Blizzard decides to finally shut down the WoW servers? Well, if you shut down the WoW servers, then the WoW servers are shut down. Yeah. I purchased that game, Andy. No, no. I should be able to play it. You purchased a license to that game. I did purchase a license to that game. All that work will disappear. And then I paid a subscription fee to play that game. Mm-hmm. You paid a subscription fee to keep your license up to date. Pretty much. What I really loved, though, was the uh, the official PlayStation used game instructional video. Yeah, which, again, handled poorly. Really? So everyone went, everyone went ballistic, totally apeshit nuts that first night when Sony mentioned, here's how you share a used game on the, on the PS4. And they handed the game to the other guy. So two things with that. First, it's not true. What? Sony is... That implies that any game on the PS4 can be shared just by giving away the disc. And that's not true. Sony has stated many times, ultimately it will lie with the responsibility of the third-party publisher. Things like online pass. But would first-party games just be like that? Sony has stated they will not do DRM like that for first-party games, for Sony games. Okay, so it's partially correct. Right. But partially correct, Andy, is like saying you're a little bit pregnant. <laughs> Dave, is there something you have to tell me? No. <laughs> so that's the first part, is that it, it's not actually really true. The second part is that they shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have said it. They should have just left it. This is like, I, I watched the reveal of this, and I said immediately, like, oh, well, that's that's good of them to do, but they could have done it better. And they, they could have done it with such subtlety. I mean, the whole show was them making fun of Microsoft and them poking jabs at the Xbox One. 
And they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have mentioned it once. They shouldn't have done any single direct comparison. They shouldn't have talked about used games. They shouldn't have talked about having to get online. They should have just left it. Why? They were playing to the audience. People right. for since this news first came to light wanted to know what Sony's response was going to be. So Sony said they're chomping well, at the bit. So, Let's give them something so, to feed on. But they, that's the thing is they should have kept them hungry. To use your metaphor, they should have kept them hungry, and then at the end or sometime during the expo, they should have had a Q&A session. Because, Andy, what would the first question have been? How are you handling used games? Sony's response? Why would you even ask that? I could what, see that. What company in their right mind would ever make the change to what used games are? What company in their right mind would ever stop you from using used games, selling your existing games, or giving them away? All right, so here's the one problem that I can see with that. Sony's stopping you from giving them away. <laughs> no, um, well, the fact was, okay, so when it's their big reveal, their big, big show at E3, they know they have the audience. Andy, it would have spread virally. If there hadn't been a huge audience, it would have spread virally. It would have been ten times more effective because it wouldn't have come with the negative, oh, we're just bashing this other group. It would have been a positive message. I don't know. I think they... I, what they did worked. What yeah. they did worked. I am not denying that. I'm not saying that it was, it was a, a poor decision. I'm saying that there were better decisions to make and better ways to handle it. True. So, where does Microsoft go from here? Besides... Microsoft has to clean up their message. Yeah. Microsoft has five months to put this together, to uh, get people's fears put aside, to line up some pretty heavy-duty exclusives, because right now, that's their chance. If they are not making changes to the design, if they are not making changes to how used games are going to work, if they are not lowering the price of games, they're going to have to win it based on exclusives. The oh, speaking of prices for games, yeah, Microsoft has stated that for first-party games, they are going to be sixty dollars still. That's all they can. That's all they commented yeah, well, on because they have no control over how much the other publishers put their games at. Yes, but for I mean, first-party games, sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. So no increase. No. Okay. Which, if you think about it, higher level graphics, bigger, yada, yada, yeah, yada. I mean, Technically, it's, it's almost a price cut. Cut. You don't want to think of it as a price cut. No. <laughs> don't think of it as a price cut. If, if you think of, it's almost like an, uh, not keeping up with inflation. Yeah, but it's not a price cut. No, no, it's not. Um, 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 right. As I was saying, though, they have to win it on exclusives. Yeah. And they have an opportunity to do that. Because of their used game management. They can... Publishers will be more willing to go exclusive on it because they know that they'll sell more copies because people won't be able to wait and just buy it used. Very true. So it's almost a calculated bet. If they take the hit now... Right. The, the one place where it could super backfire is they have to move the units before they can get the exclusives. That's actually uh, Ubisoft actually uh, had a statement sort of along those lines. To Nintendo. Yeah, to Nintendo is right. yeah, like... Yeah, saying, sell more consoles and we'll come back. 
if you want exclusive games, you give us an install base that we're willing to put money towards. Right. Nobody has it. Why are we going to do an exclusive game for nobody? Right. So anything else out of E3 that was not Xbox One or PlayStation 4 related? Um, more stuff about Assassin's Creed 4, something called Titanfall, which I haven't read much about. Uh, there was some new stuff from Watch Dogs, which still looks oh, interesting. Oh, 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 there's, there's the reason why Dave might end up buying a Wii U. Uh... The new Smash Brothers. Oh, with Mega Man. With Mega Man. Did you see his return? Did you see somebody that was comparing the uh, animations of Mega Man in Smash Brothers with the original Mega Man animations? No. Like his his jump looks exactly the same from the original Mega Man. His like all his well, moves look exactly the same. They're just updated to updated. modern graphics yeah. from eight bit. And it's probably a little smoother given that in the eight bit original Mega Man, when you jumped, you went from standing to jumping. There was no in-between. <laughs> there were two sprites. You were either standing or jumping. What about uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past sequel? They're doing a sequel to Link to the Past. Yeah, you didn't hear about that? I might have. Like, direct sequel? Like, timeline sequel? It's going to be called The Legends of Zelda. A Link, a Link to the Lesser Past? A Link Between Worlds. A Link Between Worlds. Damn it. <laughs> Okay. It's not a remake, but it's like a sequel. Damn it. Dave might have to... That might actually be the answer. What console do you buy? The Wii U. Because of two games? We'll see. Maybe I'll just borrow one. Those are the most expensive two games ever. Ever. Well, not necessarily. There's actually a $90 game on Steam right now. Holy shit. It's $90 for early access. It'll come out at normal price. People are going a little apeshit over that, by the way. Yeah. Why? I don't see anything wrong with it. 90 bucks for early... Was it $90 to basically participate in a beta? Alpha. Oh, participate in an alpha? Oh, even better. Look, Andy, tell me. Well, okay, no, you're special case. You don't get to tell me, because I know that you actually do file bug reports. Yes, yes, I do. How many people in betas do you think? What percentage of players in public betas do you think file bug reports? Oh, probably in like the single digits, maybe, maybe 10%. Right. So, yes, yes, they can. Ch- I, what, what would be a little nicer is if they, ref- you know, if you started filing bug reports, they'd refund some of it. But yeah, I'm perfectly okay with games charging extra for early access. I don't think so. Like, it should be cheaper if it's earlier. No. What stupid logic is that? Because you're playing an incomplete game? Then don't play it. (laughs) Wait for it to come out. So, speaking of Microsoft. Yeah. They have partnered with Best Buy. Okay. Oh, did, did we have any news about how, like, the Nintendo E3 at Best Buy went? No, I didn't pay attention to that at all. Okay. So, Microsoft partnered with Best Buy. Yes. Not the most bizarre partnership in the world, given that, you know, they sell stuff at Best Buy, but go on. But you know how there's, like, the quote-unquote Apple store inside of Best Buy? Yeah. They're going to do that with the Microsoft stores. No. (laughs) That's what Best Buy is, is a Microsoft store. (laughs) In fact, when Microsoft decided to open up their own stores, everyone made the joke, oh, you mean Best Buy. Why Why would Best Buy agree to this? What is the purpose? What is the profit? The profit is that Best Buy is getting to rent out 
floor space inside their stores. Oh, okay. 1,500 to 2,200 square feet inside a Best Buy store. 2,200 square feet? That's twice the size of my apartment. Mm-hmm. For a Microsoft mini store inside Best Buy? Yeah. Wow. Because Microsoft was, remember when they were starting open stores, are basically trying to get an actual physical footprint. And this gives them an easy way because without having to, you know, buy and build and hire and everything else, that stuff, they'll just rent space inside of Best Buy. And so they've, it's an easy way to get 500, 600 stores without much effort. Until, you know, Best Buy starts closing the stores. I just want to know where they're going to put them. they can't compete. <laughs> I just want to know where they're going to put them in relation to the Apple one? Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be interesting. Put them right next to each other and like they start throwing things at each other. <laughs> so let's see. So you've got the Apple store inside of Best Buy. You've got Microsoft stores inside of Best Buy. You have the Best Buy mobile store inside of Best Buy. Is Best Buy actually a store in its own right anymore? Or is it just like a house for other stores? That's what I'm wondering. How long until you have a, a Ubisoft section of Best Buy? Well, for a while, you had the uh, rock band setups inside Best Buy, so technically there was like a harmonic section. Mm-hmm. Well, nah. Well, you had, you had rock band set up. You had, well, DJ Hero. Okay, so that's not harmonics, but... That was harmonics, wasn't it? No, that was uh, Red Octane. Yeah. Right. Eh. Okay, what else? Oh, so last week was not only E3, but it was WWDC. Okay. The Worldwide Developer Conference. And so we we should at least give a nod towards that. Talk about the hilarious things coming out of Apple. Okay, I paid absolutely no attention to WWDC, so you're going to have to take point on this one. Okay, were you just too busy watching E3? I just really... I, I think the fact that most of the information came out the same day as the first day of E3 that it... uh. It overshadowed. So, uh, among other things, there was a notab- noticeable absence of the smartwatch. Yeah, why would you do... Ha- has Apple introduced any brand new first-time products at WWDC before? I have no idea. When do they? Is that usually at, like, Mac Expo or something? Well, normally, it, I think now they just basically create a special event for this sort of stuff. For that. Okay. So, they did announce a new version of the Mac Pro... With a brand new form factor. Oh, because, well, who's going to upgrade hardware inside an Apple outside of the Apple people? Right. So the form factor is a cylinder. It what? Yeah. It looks like an oversized soda can. It's, it's pretty small, actually. I mean, it's not the size of a soda can, but it's just this big black cylinder. How old? I got to see a picture of this. Go image search new MacBook. Not MacBook. New Mac Pro. God damn it. It's not a MacBook. Uh, oh, mm, One-eighth the volume of any previous Mac. Okay, so that is tiny. Yeah. It looks like, yeah, it looks like a big black soda can. Yeah. Almost like a small trash can. Yeah. Oh, there's a picture of a kitten sleeping on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all curled up. It's adorable. <laughs> Because you know it's going to be generating heat, too. Mm-hmm. So that's the perfect place for a kitten. There's some reasons why I don't have a cat. Because <laughs> you don't want it on your computer? True. 
I mean, is, is that the reason? No. that's not a really good reason. No, there are many reasons why I don't want okay. a cat. Okay. Does Kate want a cat? No. Okay. Then you don't have much of a problem. No, no, oh, no. Well, yeah, so there's there's four MacBook. Oh, I see. They just Photoshopped a soda can top onto it. <laughs> and then Photoshopped the little plastic ring around it. I'm like, oh, look, it's four soda cans. Oh, nope, that, that's Photoshop. Wow. Cultofmac.com has the best alternative uses for a MacBook Pro. <laughs> Mac Pro. God. <laughs> that's adorable. Uh, okay, and then so- the other thing... The other thing that came out of iOS or of, of WWDC is iOS seven was announced. Oh, and the new Mac OS, which is called Maverick. I guess they've run out of cats. Well, see, they had lions and they had tigers, and they didn't want to go bear. <laughs> that would have been hilarious, though. If it's the new iOS bear, <laughs> grr, rar. Nope, nope. So iOS seven, which I I I showed Andy what this looked like before the show. I'll I'll admit that. So Andy's not going into this completely blind, regardless of what he says. No, I am not going into this blind. What I'm going into this is looking at it like it's an Android freaking phone. Yeah, that was that was actually Andy's comment of it's Android. <laughs> it, it looks like Android. It does indeed look like Android because they designed it to look like Android. And I'm sure that there there are many Mac fans, and you know Andy and I don't have the best record of of being impartial to Macintosh and to Apple in general. Um, but guys, really, it that's that's Android. Like, I'm sorry, they copied Android. They stole it from Google. Now, what are your thoughts on iTunes Radio? You mean Pandora or <clears throat> Google Music? I don't know. What are they offering that the other services aren't? Um, I mean, Laura's got the best point so far that it's integrated with iTunes. True. So I could purchase my music directly through iTunes. But I can also just go and purchase my music on Amazon or Google Play or Spotify. Yeah, I'd, I'd, it's, it's just another sort of Pandora. Okay. Then I think it's a waste of their time. Really? Yeah. I think that it shows more of the we need to catch up to the rest of the industry instead of we need to pick a new direction. I think it's a sign of the decay of Apple, and I think that if you've got their – well, I'm not going to say that because I'm not a financial advisor. Oh, oh, speaking of financial advice though, fun thing. GameStops. I watched GameStop stock all last week, and it was so funny because you could see like every day what was happening at E3. So Monday – afternoon monday afternoon tuesday afternoon tuesday afternoon right when when microsoft had their keynote yes their stock tanked i mean it went down like two and a half points Mm. just dropped sony's keynote that night opening the next morning it was back up to where it had started before the previous day it's interesting how fickle it is and then it well because sony's like hey look used games ta-da and so gamestop GameStop stock shot up. And then it just kind of did its usual back and forth, slow decline through the rest of E3 as people started coming to their senses. And then for some reason yesterday, it jumped back up. I don't know. Kind of regret selling it when I did because, man, it's it's getting up pretty high. It's almost at $40 again. If you'd bought it in January when it was like 22 bucks, Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yep. 
So that's sp- fine. Speaking of Pandora, yeah, you would think that the future of Pandora would be, you know, somehow moving forward, right? Well, I mean, I'd hope they aren't moving backwards. They bought an actual terrestrial radio station. But <laughs> Rapid City, South Dakota, KXMZ FM. Why? You want to know why? Yes. Because where does Pandora's money go? Ads. No. Where does it go? Yes. Any money that they staff. earn, where do, where where would a majority of the money go? To pay their well, oh, to pay the light. Oh. Pay the royalty fees to ASCAP and BMI. To pay the licenses. So that they can and actually... with a radio station, they qualify for the radio station licenses. Yes. Oh. Last, last, I think it was last year, 60% of their revenue went to ASCAP and BMI. These are the two, basically, the two holders of music licenses. That's brilliant so they have to pay them and right now with its current the current situation is that terrestrial radio stations pay a lower rate to ASCAP and BMI to play music than internet streaming stations because the original idea was that the radio um, station does streaming yeah but the, the original idea is if you play a song in the radio the radio station shouldn't have to pay for that song because technically it's free advertising for the music right but ASCAP and BMI still wanted money so they finally got to an agreement but it was at a much lower rate because this is time before the internet then the internet shows up and ASCAP and BMI are like well wait a second this is brand new we don't have previous rules set for this so then there's a higher rate for internet streamers so yeah Pandora bought a terrestrial radio station to qualify themselves as a terrestrial radio station company that is wow how did they why did they wait so long (laughs) like in hindsight that seems obvious like, super obvious. Like, why would you never, ever, ever do that? Why doesn't Apple own a radio station right now? I don't know. Wow. Now, um, ASCAP and BMI were not um, happy about this. Yeah, I bet. So, um, BMI has actually sued Pandora. Wait, what? <laughs> On what grounds? Manipulating contract? That's not something you can sue over. Okay, here we go. BMI is accusing Pandora of buying the radio station so that it can enjoy the reduced royalty rates that the terrestrial radio broadcasters receive. Yeah. BMI is is saying Pandora. (laughs) Well, I think um, BMI is basically. uh, Okay, BMI said Pandora, on the other hand, is primarily an internet service and shouldn't qualify for the discounts that terrestrial radio stations receive just because they bought a radio station. So they're basically just trying to. Not let this work. Yeah. Yeah. They, they want to take. I mean, this of to, course, they're they're trying that. They want to take this to court so they can have a legal ruling on whether or not Pandora is a terrestrial radio station or not. But when I first heard that, I I I first saw the news. I'm like, Pandora buys a radio station. And I'm like, wait a second, Pandora bought a radio station. <gasps> Brilliant. Yeah, it it took me a little longer because I'm not as familiar with the rules. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. It's one of those things where it's like, why did they go a step backwards? Oh, they went a step backwards because they're screwing over ASCAP and BMI. Ha ha. On a side note about these things, there is normally a week or two weeks that every radio station has where they keep like really diligent logs because that's what they uh, give to ASCAP and BMI. So ASCAP and BMI can hand out the royalties to the artists. Mm -hmm. The problem is if you play any music during that week that is not 
um, licensed to ASCAP or BMI, they will keep that percentage of money for themselves. Really? Yeah. So like they'll take that two weeks of time and they'll kind of like divide it up by who's the the labels and that sort of stuff, and this will hand it out that way as percentages and, of. And the, so if I were if I played nothing but like indie music that was not ASCAP and BMI, they'd still take the royalty money from me. Yes. But keep all of it. Yes. Dicks. Yes. Wow. That's just a fun little side note that I learned about working at a radio station. See what else we got going on here. Oh, speaking of E3, sorry, I should have hit this earlier. Oh, yeah, was sort of at E3. Yes, they were in the parking lot. Yes. Across from E3. Yes. They had basically rented the parking lot and uh, were showing the Oh, yeah, games. The ESA uh, didn't like that. So um, around 9 a.m., the ESA rented out the spaces in front of the display and parked parked a truck. They parked multiple semi-trucks. To block it. Yes. Oya decided to counter and rented the spaces in front of the trucks. Kind of doing a leapfrog thing here. Uh, And they put up a huge banner, at which point the ESA called the cops. (laughs) (laughs) The cops showed up. Oya's paperwork was in order, so... And left. The cops left. Yep. Which really worked out fantastic for Oya. I mean, that was the stupidest move on the ESA's part, because think of all the free publicity that they gave them. Yeah, it was the one thing. If you want somebody to go away, don't pay any attention to them. Well, it's, it's not that they wanted them to go away, it's that they wanted no one to go to them. Yeah. And calling the cops... Does not help that. Because what does everybody do? Robert, it's like, oh, hey, why are the cops over there? What's going on? Oh, let's go check it out. Why are the cops talking to Oya? What's going on? This seems weird. Let's see what's going on over there. Oh, goodness gracious. I can't believe they called the cops. Like, why would you do this? This is, no, ESA. You make silly decisions. The entire gaming industry makes silly decisions. I don't understand it. These are smart people. Or they're supposed to be. <laughs> okay. Facebook? Sure. Hashtags. Yes. There are now... Hash- well, there's, there always could be hashtags on Facebook because people could put yep. hashtag whatever. Oh, 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 which reminds me. Remember the episode that you put a hashtag in it? Yeah. It really ended up being a hashtag. Oh. Because all of our stuff gets rebroadcast to Twitter. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean for that to happen. Yep. So it was a hashtag. And now if we were to rebroadcast them to Facebook, it would be a hashtag there. For some people right now. it's Eventually. Yes. Eventually, in the next few weeks, everybody's going to have hashtag supports. Man, how did Twitter get so integrated into everything? A very powerful and open API. Duke Nukem. Sorry, I'm actually looking at our Twitter feed right now, and I actually don't. Where is Duke Nukem 3D? Where is the uh, hashtag? It's in there somewhere. Ah, random topic recap hashtag. 307. Yeah. Yep. I'll look at hashtag. Hashtag. Yep. Duke Nukem 3D. You remember Duke Nukem 3D, right? Long time ago. Like the 12 year. Oh, Duke Nukem Forever, not Duke Nukem 3D. I should probably edit that. Oh, did Dave screw up? Dave did screw up. Which one is that? Oh. oh Dave has to go edit that link now. 
Oh, where is it? Which one is that? 5034. Oh, Sockmouth is on the ropes. What? Big Bang Theory thing. Don't what, worry about do you it. Do you want to see how, how quickly I can fix this? There. It's fixed. Wait, let me refresh. Oh, hang on. It's saving. Reloading. Oh, look at that. Duke Nukem Forever woes. Okay. There we go. So Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> yes. The the newer newer game. Not Duke Nukem 3D. Duke Nukem 3D was a fun game. Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, 12-year development cycle, on and off, on and off, 3D realms, doing stupid things, and then Gearbox stepping in and saying, hey, we're just going to do this for you. 3D realms is claiming that Gearbox owes them more royalties. <laughs> At this point, I'm not sure 3D realms should be owed any royalties, but they are. Mm. It, it honestly is like, even to the fact that Duke Nukem Forever, when it finally came out, was, uh, oh. it was a mad game. Yeah. yeah. It was not great. No. Certainly not worth 12 years. No, no, it wasn't. So I'm just like, what royalties are there still to get from Duke Nukem Forever? Right. I don't know. I, I have not been impressed with mo- most of what Gearbox has done anyway. You mean you're not impressed with, uh, did they do Borderlands? Yeah. You're not impressed with that? I didn't really like Borderlands. I haven't I tried. I haven't ever played it, so I don't know. I, I tried it. I, it's supposed to be much better when you play with your friends, so maybe that's what I was doing wrong. And Andy, maybe you and I should just go in and play Borderlands sometime. I have Borderlands. I don't. Oh. How's Antichamber? I noticed you playing more. I'm so close to the freaking end, but I've got to the point now where I think I've solved all the puzzles I know how to solve. And I, I think I've literally got to the end of the maze. But there's honestly something that I don't know how to do. Mm. I don't want to say much after that. Okay. But I, I've gotten to the point where it's just, I think I'm in that final sequence where you're supposed to take everything that you've learned and do it one after the other. Oh. Like a final exam sort of thing. Oh. I don't even remember what I've learned. Yeah. I mean, I only played an hour and a half of the game. Oh, there's so much to learn. I got the red gun, too. The red gun is amazing. What does the red gun do? It's like the green gun on steroids. What? (laughs) Have you gotten the green gun? No. Oh. (laughs) So, yeah, it's like the green... Wait, maybe I did get the green gun. The green gun, you, you, you take the block and the block fills back in? Yes. Okay. So what's the red gun? The red gun is almost like a virus where you have one block and you can make many blocks from it. Ooh. Plus, all you have to do is just hold the button and you can suck all of the red blocks out without having to move it around. Ooh. So it's more like a liquid. Yeah. Cool. Damn it. I don't have time to go back and play more antechamber. I'm so close, though. I think there are, you know, that giant wall that has all the signs that you found? Yes. I think I've only got like 10 left. Nice. You better find those. It's I know. It's not 100% complete until you find those, Andy. Oh, damn it, my OCD. <laughs> That's a fun thing to play with from time to time. Mm. Of course, I usually just tell you, like, Andy, you, you have to just move past it. You have to move past it. You don't have the time. There's not enough time in the world. Move past it. Yeah. Uh, Rome Total War 2 has been announced, by the way. I see that. I'm excited. I actually picked up Rome Total War for, like, two bucks. On Steam. Yeah. So speaking it's of a fun game. Speaking of Rome. Yeah. There are some uh 
Roman concrete structures. That still stand. Yeah. 2000. Like the Colosseum. 2000 plus years of, uh, some of them have actually been sitting in the Mediterranean basin. Um, right. The, the like indestructible concrete. Yeah. Right. Where it's, it's stood the test of time. Why isn't our concrete like that? I, I don't know. Our current concrete has a surface life of 50 years in seawater. And you have this Roman concrete that's been around for 2,000 years. Yeah. So what they did is they actually extracted some Roman concrete from the floor of an Italian bay near Naples. <laughs> they, they, a sample that uh, dates back to 37 BC. Okay. And they basically ran it through a bunch of tests and they figured out how it works. Lime and volcanic ash. Yeah. Huh. Which That's kind of cool. It's actually um, a lot greener than our current cement manufacturing process as well. Don't we have, like, material engineers whose job it is to look through things like this? Yeah, but this was a puzzle that took them a while to figure out. But they figured it out, which means if they can harness this for a mass production scale, you could have cheap green concrete that will last forever. Do we want it to last forever? Okay, now you're getting into a philosophical debate. Yeah. Which, well, I, what do we want it to? I mean, first off, what happened? Like, what what do we have for uses for this? Can we use this for concrete roads? I don't see why not. And if we do, would that stand up better to things like thermal expansion and potholes and huge trucks driving on them? We'll just have to try it out. We had to figure out how to make it first before we can test it. It'd be cool if we could just replace asphalt. <sighs> Technically, we can replace asphalt a lot. Asphalt is cheaper to put down than cement, but it does not last as long. It does not last as long. But since it's cheaper to put down, most of the municipalities, when they're planning roads, go for the cheaper option. Because we're a do-it-now sort of community. So yeah, I think that this, the uh, three years for asphalt, seven years for cement, if I remember correctly. So if we did cement, it would last longer, but it's a more costly upfront cost. Costly upfront, yeah, whatever. Costly upfront, uh, sure. So speaking of lasting forever, Opportunity, just shy <laughs> of its 10 years on Mars. From its like 90-day mission? Yeah. Longest 90 days ever. How is it ever. going? Yes, what did Opportunity... Discover. Excuse me. It basically confirmed Curiosity's... Um, Findings about water? Yes. So at this point, we are pretty darn sure Mars had water. Yes. At one point, Mars had water. Most of the original idea was there. It was a highly acidic water, but this now they're finding ideas of neutral pH water. Ooh. Water water. Yeah, water water rather than nasty water. Okay. Man, I'm guessing whoever was able to get onto the contract for Opportunity thinking, oh, it's a 90-day mission. Yeah, it was a short contract. We can handle this. <laughs> Ten years. 90-day mission. <laughs> NASA's most successful 90-day mission. Do you know there's a world record for longest distance traveled on another world? <laughs> is, is that really a world record? I like, how is that a world record? I, I want to I know that. Yeah, when you think about that... <laughs> So anyway. <laughs> okay, so there is the current interspatial record yeah. for distance traveled on another planet by a rover is currently at 23 miles. 
which was a Soviet Union rover on the moon. Yeah. Opportunity is going to pass that. Um, and it was never designed to. No, no, it was not. That is, it's just crazy. That is nuts. That is absolutely nuts. <laughs> they don't want to um, say that they've broken the record, though, of the Soviet Union uh, lunar rover because mm-hmm. their total mileage is just an estimate right now of 23 miles. So they actually want to go and uh, have somebody calculate a precise odometer reading for the rover by using moon orbiting spacecraft in order to figure out exactly how many miles it had traveled. And then they will say, hey, we broke the record. Nice. <sighs> so is there anything else you want to hit before we get to the random um, review? I'm good. I think we got pretty much everything on my list. Uh, there's the thing that says gamers are able to process more with less information visually. Okay. So I guess that we are better at visual sensory memory tasks than um, other normal people. Ooh. Ooh. All right, uh, let's just hit the random review. I want to talk about, since it's my week, Steam trading cards. Steam trading cards. Are we allowed to talk about this? I mean, it's it's beta, right? It's an open beta. There was no NDA that had to be signed about this, so we can talk about this. Okay. So the idea is Steam games are coming out now with attached trading cards. So as They you- made... A, a, it's not even a TCG, right? It's not a, a game. No. It's just trading cards. Yeah. It's not quite achievements. No, but if you combine these trading cards, because there are a, a finite number of cards for each game that you can earn. Generally, like 6 to 10. Yes, somewhere in that range. You can combine the cards together once you have a complete set from a game, and you earn... XP and you level but just like achievement points they don't really do anything but they're there and I applaud them because this has actually gotten me to play games in my library over again games like Portal 2 Half-Life 2 now I don't know whether or not this will this will maintain through once they're done with the beta but Portal 2 I had to log in and I had all four cards what? I played the opening sequence, and I had four cards. Oh, son of a bitch. It took me almost the majority of the game to get all four. Nope. I I got out of the stasis chamber, and I had all four cards. <sighs> son of a bitch. FTL, I had to play like an hour. Team Fortress, I had to play maybe an hour and a half, two hours. So, you know what my original thinking uh, behind these trading cards is? Mm. money yeah because there are normally what six to ten cards for each game and you can only earn half of them you can well you can only learn earn four no you earn half you earn half on a six card game you get three drops on a nine card game you get five drops on an eight card game you get four drops oh you earn half okay which means that you have to somehow be able to trade or buy these mm-hmm. cards, because these cards are sellable. Now, normally they're going for somewhere around 30 to 50 cents a pop, which doesn't seem like much, but there are a lot of them out there. And Steam's getting a cut of every sale. Yes. Yep. Let me just quickly see how much of a cut Steam will be taking. If you list it for 5 cents, Steam gets 2 cents. 
Because it actually goes for seven cents then. Or you can sacrifice two cents from it and pay the uh, bit yourself. Mm-hmm. So I could sell my heavy card. I could sell it at 25 cents. Yeah, Steam, out of uh, the Demo Man card, which is currently right around 32 cents, Steam will get three cents out of that. Oh, wow, I can sell my Dota 2 beta invite? Cool. All right, what if I sell the Medic? Ooh, Medic, medic is a little more expensive. Buyer pays 33 cents. Go. I have no use for those cards. <laughs> but think of that. They are selling, uh, well, just the medic cards by themselves. They're selling about 30 to 40 an hour. So let's say we get about... 30 cents each. Well, Steam gets 3 cents out of that. Yep. So they're making probably a dollar an hour doing nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah. And that's just on one of the cards. The higher cards, they'll get a little bit more. There's tons of cards now. So, it's like I said, it's interesting to use these to... Oh, um, oh we, we forgot to mention, there are foil cards. Oh, the foil cards. And those are much more expensive. Those are selling for like $5. Yeah. A pop. Yeah. And they're opening up more and more games, too. Yeah. Granted, I still have not gotten a freaking foil card. I've been level 10 since this started, and I still have not gotten one to drop. Do you have to be level 10 to get them to drop? Yes. Huh. Why do I have 25 cents in my wallet? Because somebody probably just bought something from you. Oh, cool. I have 49 cents in my wallet. So technically, actually, if you don't care about earning these the, the XP points, you could actually you make a few dollars. A few bucks, <laughs> which on Steam, during one of the sales, means you could buy a, bu- you could buy a game. You could buy many games, depending on how much they're going for. Wow. So I think this is a brilliant idea, A, to get people to play previous games that they've already owned, or B, buying games that are already out there. Mm-hmm. Is there a list of all the games that have these cards? Cause yes. Because I'm seeing that they're continuing to add some. If you go to the Steam beta, Steam trading card beta group, I don't know how to get there, actually. I don't know. How, but okay. How, how do I get to the group? Mm-mm. Uh, Is it on the community? I think it's under your profile, groups. Yes, Steam Trading Card Group found it. There it is, groups. Yeah, they've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 games so far. Ooh. Man, I really don't want to play Ugly Baby again, but I'm probably going to anyway because of the cards. Yep. So I'm curious what they're going to do for the Steam sale over the summer because I was gaining it's XP. Coming up. I was gaining XP from those without even realizing it because the games this XP yep. had not happened yet, but I got XP from my previous endeavors with the Steam sales. Yep. So, it's going to be interesting what they do with this. If you would like to join us in this beta though, I do believe you can just join the Steam trading cards group and you sooner or later should get an invite so i think that's that it's 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 interesting it's a money maker for steam and i'm curious to see where they go with it 
Anything else I'm to add? I was wondering how long it'll take him to get like all the games. There is some work involved in this, though. It's not just creating the cards. No. Because you can trade in the cards and get rewards. Yes, you can get different so get, backgrounds and emoticons. And, yep. Although what I'm going to do with a Zoltan emoticon, I don't know. I have a Wheatley emoticon. What about you have a Wheatley emoticon? Yeah. That's so not fair. What am I going to do with that? I have no idea. I don't know either. I can sell it, though, for like you could, six cents. You can cents. sell the emoticon? Yes, I can sell the emoticon. Let's see what the current... Um, <laughs> terrible. Let's see what the current market value for an emoticon is. Come on, there we go. All right, Steam. Emoticon. Sell. Oh, two of them just sold for a dollar. Ooh. I can get an emoticon and sell it for a buck. Now, the background is only 30 cents, so... Yeah. Breathing into the mic, by the way. So, yes, anyway. Steam trading cards. Woo! Interesting idea. All right. Random topic, then? Random topic. Did I tell you what the random topic was? Yeah, I did. Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember or not. The random topic, I rolled ahead of time. If a child could be a combination of Andy's and David's DNA, what would it look like and how would it behave? Any differences for a boy versus a girl? Yeah. Whose idea was this? My guess is Hans. Kate's laughing at this. So Andy and Dave take the DNA and recombine it. Yes. And we will assume that it's either combined properly into the, the you know, XY or XX. Mm-hmm. No, no YYs. No. I, I don't even know how that would work. It doesn't. Gotcha. Um, you can get XXY, but there, there are some genetic issues that come up with that. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, you and I have pretty similar, like, body structures. True. We're both tall, thin. Mine's not by choice, though. Well, neither really is mine, Andy. <laughs> no, but I have a amino acid deficiency. deficiency. Yes, you, you can't process certain foods. Yeah. You can't absorb certain nutrients. Which you also you're cannot like, do as well. You're like the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. But also, can't you not process gluten? Is that what the problem is? Or Well, it, gluten makes my body kind of go apeshit and decides to start attacking itself. Mm, good times. Yeah. Which I don't think would be a good combination because I love pasta. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> Unfortunately for me. Um, I, don't, I don't even know. What would, a, what would a kid look like if it was our DNA mixed together? I'd feel terrible for this kid. Laura's giving me a very strange look now. (laughs) It's a very odd random topic. Now I feel like we should, at some point, go to one of those, like, what will my future kid baby look like things? And we could just put your face and my face in there? Yeah. Okay. I'm getting a little kind of disturbed by this conversation, Andy. All right, so how would this kid behave? Let's go with that one part of it. Oh, God. It depends. I mean, if we look at taking both the, the best of each of us or the worst of each of us, this kid is either going to be a friggin' genius and savant or the biggest asshole in the world. Biggest absent-minded asshole in the world. <laughs> that would be awful. Oh, I burned down the apartment? What? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. 
I burned down um, your apartment? What? Yeah. Uh, um, 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 I don't know. What would the kid do? Like, so it would, I mean, okay. Going by pure, you are your genetics and your upbringing makes no difference, which is wrong anyway, but just going by that. Okay. Because otherwise it, it, you know, it totally depends, right? The yeah, kid nature versus predisposed nurture. predisposed to certain things, but we'd have no way to really tell. Yeah. Geek. Well, of course. And geek in the sense of would find a passion and pursue it. Not technology, not sports. It doesn't have to be any one thing. But it's finding that passion and pursuing it. So you're saying he would have, he or she would have an unhealthy obsession problem. Would be a geek, yeah. A serious unhealthy obsession problem. Would be a Andy, why are you repeating what I'm saying? Because I have OCD. Okay. Ish. Um... Ish. Eh. Everyone's a little bit. As I stare at this massive pile of stuff next to me. Is it organized stuff? No. Then you should organize. No. Um, I'm actually trying to do that. I'm trying, let's just say, because I haven't actually done it yet. But I'm trying to take 15 minutes a day. And clean. And clean. So I'm thinking 15 minutes a day, no matter what, just do that. And then after the 15 minutes are done. Yeah, it's a good habit. The 15 minutes should start to add up, but I need to start doing it at the first part. Maybe if I actually start running again. It's a good habit. I need to go running today. Go run. But I want to go see the movie. No. <laughs> running much better than seeing this movie. I walked 20,000 steps the other day. Would you use a pedometer or do you actually use GPS? Fitbit. That tells me nothing. Fitbit pedometer. Oh. But it's, it's actually a very good pedometer. I'll take your word for that. Thank you. Um, I, I think we've, we've lost the random topic, Andy. Because <laughs> this is so strange. I don't want to talk they'd about it. They'd be nerdish. They'd, I, tall, thin. Uh, Ruggedly handsome. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't keep a straight face with that one. Um, hopefully they wouldn't have my seriously bad vision. Hopefully. Hopefully. Or my terrible hearing. Oh, my hearing's shit. Oh, crap. <laughs> but that might well, just be... so much for that. ...being a percussionist. That, or I also have selective hearing. What? Huh? Right. Yeah. They'd be able to single-handedly man the podcast. Are you saying you've got a multiple personality disorder? I don't know, but that wouldn't be terribly surprising. Don't tell him. What? I don't what? know. Andy, I think that's it. Yeah, I think um, since I'm out of my 16 ounces of coffee, I'm starting to feel the jitters. So uh, I think we're I think we're done with this one. Okay. Bye. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.